0: You know, if they're eating the right foods and they're in a very clean environment, then certainly um, that aquaculture is something to take a look at, but it is very important to ask the right questions. What are they being fed? Where are they being raised? How is the water cleaned? You know, be an educated shopper. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I wanna welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into so join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one can i get a fork yeah well you know when i was growing up my mom always said make sure you clean your plate followed by something about starving people around the world that would benefit from the food that i wasted did your mom ever say that you know back then i always used to scratch my head and go well it's not like I'm going to be taking this plate of four bites left and giving it to somebody, right? But the truth is that food waste is a tremendous problem. It takes a huge toll on the environment. Methane gas emissions from food waste are over 21 times more harmful to the environment than even car emissions. And when you look at that waste in a landfill, you'd find about 40% of it is from fresh food. That is a huge waste of precious resources. 25% of our water production and 4% of oil go into that food that ends up in the trash. Not to mention the wasted money of you throwing it away. To add insult to injury, it costs the US over a billion dollars just to deal with a disposal. And then when you look at all of the peripheral waste, the plastics and serviceware and things that go into that takeout that maybe got wasted, we have islands twice the size of Texas floating in the middle of the ocean. And those microplastics are getting into our ocean supply. It's wreaking havoc everywhere. So we know that waste is a problem. And it takes a toll on our wallets and our environment. And then you hear stories about the rainforest getting deforested, the, the lungs of, of the earth, really, where they say that 20% of our oxygen sources come from. As we deforest and we clear the land for raising cattle and other practices, we're just destroying ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot in a way that could be really irreversible. It's enough to make a girl like me just throw up her hands and go, well, now what? What do we do? The problem is so much bigger than we are. But we can make a difference, and each and every one of us has the ability to make a huge impact, both on the environment, our wallets, and our health. So I've put together eight tips to help you become a fit foodie in a way that goes beyond your own personal health, but also will help the one planet that we get to live on. According to cleanair.org, the U.S. population tosses out paper bags and plastic cups, forks and spoons every year that could circle the equator 300 times So while that 99-cent burrito may seem cheaper and more convenient in the short run, all that packaging, the disposable trays, the bags, the cups, and the cutlery has to go somewhere. And when you're bringing that produce home that you have all of the best intentions for, and it just turns into green slime that's disintegrated in the the bottom of your crisper, you know, that, that green crime scene we can all relate to, It's not serving anybody. It's just going to end up in the trash. So here are eight steps and ways that you can make a huge difference in your own practices. Number one, make a list and shop for it once. I mean, gas has gone through the roof. And even if you're driving a sustainable vehicle, a cleaner emissions car, there is energy that's going into charging that car. So we can all do a lot. To make a difference. And by the way, all of those Amazon orders that are showing up at your door, I'm not mad at the convenience, but I think we can be more efficient in how they get to us. So if you make a grocery list and you shop for your ingredients once and you plan your meals for the week, you can really maximize your own resources and time. By storing those meals in reusable containers and taking them to work and having plenty of those foods ready for your kids' lunch boxes and for dinner that night, you get organized and then you end up saving time, you save money and you prevent waste because you're planning. You know, there are a lot of uh, meal planning services these days, I'm not gonna single anyone out, but they show up at your front door and they're either ready to eat or they require some cooking And the big problem that I have with all of those is that there is so much waste in the packaging. You know, you have two tablespoons of an ingredient that is sealed in plastic. So if you buy those ingredients the right way without the use of plastic, and we have these wonderful reusable mesh bags that we sell on our website at eatcleaner.com so you can take them to the store or the farmer's market and reuse them over and over again. There's a lot of ways to cut down on that unnecessary waste. And to be honest, save a lot of money because those services aren't always very sustainable for people like us that have families to cook for. So make a list and shop for it once. We even have a great meal plan that you have access to on our website. You can get it for free by texting cleanse to 22828. It will show up in your inbox. We have a, a lot of great resources on our website and in my new book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, The Real Dish on Eating to Thrive, which gives you an example of a sustainable meal plan, a shopping list, ways to organize your refrigerator, and the list goes on. So it's a great resource all in one. Number two is shop seasonally. You know, the further food has to travel, the, the, the bigger the carbon footprint behind it. And when it comes to fresh fruit and veggies, you know, you could think that you're being sustainable by buying organic, but if those organic items have come from China, you know, you gotta think about the energy that went into getting it to us. Um, if they've trekked around the globe before you buy them, you know, it may make a lot more sense to go to your local farmer's market and buy something that is locally raised instead of certified organic. The NRDC is an organization that has a a really great resource in their website where you can find the fresh produce that's in season. I would also say Melissa's Produce, one of our good friends, they do the same. They really focus on what's fresh. And we post a lot about that on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So if you're following us on social media at Eat Cleaner, you'll be in tune with what's in season as well. But when you buy in season you really stay sustainable in what's produced. And depending on where you live and the time of the year, it's going to vary pretty significantly. If you insist on getting strawberries in the middle of Washington, D.C. during the winter, guess what? Those are probably coming from a few thousand miles away. So just think about that when you're making choices Sometimes it's better to just eat with the seasons, and then you're getting the freshest food that's going to taste better too. Number three is practicing some meat less, and it doesn't mean that you have to cut it out a hundred percent. If you are a carnivore, um, an omnivore, you enjoy meat. Listen, I'm not saying you have to completely cut it out of your everyday existence, but let me give you some perspective. It takes about 2,500 gallons of water to produce a single pound of beef compared to about 200 pounds of a plant-based protein. So cutting down on your meat consumption just once or twice a week can significantly reduce that waste and reduce your risk of heart disease by almost 20%, according to the Meatless Monday campaign, which we practice Meatless Monday in our household pretty much every single week, and we post some great ideas both on social media and on our blog at eatcleaner.com. I talk about going meatless in my book. I talk about doing that twice a week in tandem with a uh, uh, something, a practice that I've been doing for almost my whole life, which is um, two days a week, I do an intermittent fast and I eat vegan on those days. You know, you give your digestion a break, you give yourself a chance to reset, you naturally cleanse because you're bulking up on more plants uh, and plants are going to naturally detoxify. You know, being able to detoxify on a regular basis is going to give your organs and your intestines a huge break. So it really will benefit you in so many different ways, but meat less gets you in tune with your body in a pretty profound way. And we can all do that. I mean, let's face it. There are a million different alternatives. And to my dad, who always says to me, well, how are you going to get your protein? Oh, there are so many different plant-based proteins. It's not even funny. So you can get whole protein and a whole soy product that's non-GMO, like tempeh, which is fermented and has the benefits of prebiotics and probiotics. You can get it from quinoa, which gives you a full array of amino acids. You can get it from nuts. You can get it from seeds. You can get it by, pro, uh, by combining legumes and grains like beans and rice. Uh, and you can get it from a whole host of different other plant-based sources that I talk about in the book. So don't feel like you're depriving yourself the opportunity to get plant-based protein You can do it and then some. And you really don't need a ton of protein every single day. You just need the right array of amino acids. So that's number three. Number four is go wild when it comes to seafood. And I will tell you over and over and over again, this is so critical. You know, when it comes to seafood, getting wild caught and line caught varieties, you know, yes, our water is becoming more polluted, but here's the deal. When you choose farm-raised, those farm-raised seafoods can be confined, medicated, fed dried food pellets that are made up of fish oil and fish meal that have been sprayed with pesticides. And farm-raised fish have an inordinate amount of lice. I mean, they are just, it's nasty. Um, And you'll find that they have much higher omega-6 fatty acids, which are inflammatory, versus the good kind, which are omega-3s in the levels that they're supposed to be in. So it's always a good idea to opt for that. Now, somebody recently asked me, what about sustainably farm-raised? You know, if they're eating the right foods and they're in a very clean environment, then certainly um, that aquaculture is something to take a look at. But it is very important to ask the right questions. What are they being fed? Where are they being raised? How is the water cleaned? You know, be an educated shopper. And as our water supplies become more and more filled with pollutants, you know, this could be the wave of the future, to be honest. But by limiting your consumption of larger seafood like tuna and uh, swordfish, which I'm not a big fan of, by the way, but foods, you know, uh, seafood that are a little bit larger in size that can have higher mercury contents, just try limiting those to once a week if you can. So, tuna is a big source of that. Um, And I know for the sushi lovers out there, just think about that. When you've got raw fish that's uncooked, you also have the potential for contaminants in that that can transmit foodborne illnesses. So just be really careful of your seafood consumption and vary that up. All right, but go wild whenever you can. So that's number four. Number five is to break bread with friends and family. Now, obviously, there's a nice feel-good component of this. When you gather people around the table that you love and you're sharing food with someone, you release hormones that are on on that par with, you know, eating chocolate or uh, the pleasurable things in life. I won't dive too deep into that, but the pleasurable things in life that you indulge in with your partner. But the truth is, it brings you closer together and it helps to avoid waste. Because instead of leftovers that can end up in the trash, you're finishing the food. And you can swap nights where one cooks and the other cleans or everybody brings a dish that you can all enjoy. And may I recommend my book as a way of creating a theme around that? You can have a potluck party where you're bringing dishes from Eat Like You Give a Fork, and you're thriving together, you know, instead of the junk food that maybe uh, we would default to, you can get inspired with some new dishes. So I always say that when you can bring people together, just the benefits are so infinite. And then you learn from each other. You uh, indulge in conversations together and laughter and all of those memories that we grew up with around the table that we cherish. You can do that. And maybe it's not once a week, but maybe once a month. I think we could all do once a month and certainly breaking bread with our family on a regular basis and maybe even inviting your neighbors over. So see if you can practice that and maybe even start a little club around it. The next one is give it back to the earth. If you've got a garden I think that that is a wonderful practice, even if you've got just a few strawberry pots on your patio, collect that organic goodness and complete the life cycle. You know, composting is one of the best ways to feed your garden, your flowers, your herbs. And a lot of local waste management companies give uh, primers on how to do that, but they're also starting to encourage that with compost bins. So if you can get a compost bin from your local waste management company, do it. And if you can't, you know there's ways to to find sustainable compost bins that don't stink. <laughs> to me that was always the most important thing and you can find those on Amazon and at your local store. So give it back to the earth, collect that organic goodness and save those those coffee grounds cuz that's going to help contribute incredible minerals and nutrients to your compost. Uh, I know that you can pick up at at many local coffee house chains. I'm not going to name them individually, but you can pick up ground coffee if you don't drink it or have it at home and add that to your compost. See what that can do when you give it back to the earth. And then the last one is pay it forward. You know, I always feel like supporting companies that use sustainable ingredients and processes Um, packaging in packaging that goes the extra mile that can be compostable or reusable or biodegradable and companies that have practices that pay it forward means a lot. You vote with your dollar every single day, how you shop, who you support, So by looking for these practices actively on their packaging, looking on their websites, their social media, their year-end fiscal reports, will give you a good idea of the companies that really practice what they preach instead of greenwashing. And even if these products and services cost a little bit more, you can look at it as really an investment into the future. You're voting with your green every single day. And we... really don't give this planet to our children. We borrow it from our ancestors. They invested in it, they supported it, they nurtured it. And it's our, not just our duty, but our absolute responsibility to do the same for the next generations to come. So every decision that we make from how we eat to what we buy how we waste to who we decide to support makes a huge impact. So when you hear about news in the world that boils your blood, that gets you steamed up, and we don't have a lot of say in that, maybe we do, maybe we can vote every four years or every two years, or we can implement practices that help to make our voices known. The truth is you can make a difference every single day at every single meal. So I hope these tips were helpful of how to waste not and save green. If you have any questions, shoot them my way. You can contact me through our Eat Cleaner website at eatcleaner.com. You can also post a comment and rate this podcast. Your review means a lot to me. And it helps to pay it forward by sharing this with your friends and followers. And you can do that through the podcast here or on our blog at eatcleaner.com. Make it a great day. And just remember, you vote every day with how you eat. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag, R-F-Y-B-L for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.